and your honor right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail and we might use it on the broadcast at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, uh, the president has done it again. He has backed off a threatened tariff, at least delayed it in this case, and he's done that in the past and then ultimately, uh, you know, delayed it indefinitely. But in this case, he has delayed the implementation of the promised tariffs against China on $300 million worth of additional imports um, from September. I think September 1st they were designed to take effect. Uh, he has delayed them until now December 15th. Did I say December? They were they were set to take effect September 1st, and now they've been delayed until December 15th. And this is um, sort of in keeping with the uh, promises that he originally made to, impo- uh, to impose tariffs on European auto imports and uh, uh Imports from Mexico, if they didn't uh, solve the border issue, closing uh, the the border at one point, he promised, uh, and then backed away from that. And uh, and in this case, the president says he's doing this because he doesn't want the uh, the tariffs to affect the Christmas shopping season. Now there is no has been no indication contrary to what you've heard from the establishment media, that the tariffs that have currently been implemented, which is uh, 25% on, I think, uh, $250 billion worth of uh, Chinese imports, those uh, those uh, you know, tariffs have not been passed on to American consumers as the business press and the you know the establishment media would have you believe the truth of the matter is China has eaten them. They've tried to mitigate some of the damage to their own economy by uh, manipulating their currency, but that hasn't worked. And uh, China's suffering the slowest uh, growth rate in over uh, fourteen years. And um, the establishments on Wall Street and then the uh, the media are trying to talk down this economy as mo- as best they can. They are trying to follow uh, Bill Maher's admonition that what we really need is a recession in order to defeat Donald Trump. And uh, if you look even on the uh, headlines on the Drudge Report, and of course. In the Wall Street Journal, you'll say, see that they're trying to talk down this economy. And so the president has now delayed these, the implementation of these tariffs until December 15th. And I'm starting to think that maybe there is a method to his madness. 
maybe, um, you know, because we're in such a powerful position as the number one consumer market in the world, that merely threatening uh, tariffs has a, uh, a detrimental impact on a trading partner like China or Mexico. And just making the statement can cause them a great deal of economic harm, and then you can avoid excuse me, any economic harm to your own economy by, uh, by backing away or at least softening the blow of the implementation of those tariffs. I'm not sure it's possible. Here's what Trump himself had to say about uh, this recent change. Now, I know I'm not a big Wall Street hedge fund manager or a uh, arbitrage uh, executive, but uh, I can tell you exactly what's happening, why these tariffs are not being passed along to the consumer market is because China competes uh, in the American consumer markets, not only with domestic goods, but also with other uh, exporters like South Korea, Japan, uh, Germany, Vietnam, Mexico. China cannot afford to pass, uh, pass along those tariffs in their pricing. Otherwise, they will lose that market share. And once it's lost, those American companies that uh, are manufacturing in China will pick up and do just the same that they did uh, to their domestic workers when they uh, packed up their factories and moved to places with uh, cheaper production costs. So we're just going to have to monitor this, but uh, you need to not buy into uh, all of this uh, doom and gloom that they're telling you uh, that this economy is headed for a recession, unless, in fact, you know they're able to talk it down. Uh, but I think the economy is so strong and that the president's um, tax cuts have been so effective in bringing back business and uh, in making manufacturing profitable again in this country that, uh, that we're going to see uh, good economic times all the way through the 2020 election at the very least. So let's give an Epstein update. <laughs> you know, I started the... Uh, you don't know where to draw the line on these conspiracy theories. I am thoroughly convinced that uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't just uh, happen to commit suicide in that uh, Metro Correctional Center that is uh, connected to the uh, Southern District of New York's um, prosecutor's offices. I don't think it's just a coincidence that after turning a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein for over a decade that the SDNY decided to arrest him and instead of prosecuting him with the sex crimes uh, department in the SDNY to pursue him through the um, public corruption section that is thoroughly um, anti-Trump and infiltrated by Hillary Clinton partisans. 
but um, we're getting new information. They're saying that uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, was being guarded by two employees, one of which was a correction officer and one of which was not. They were both working a lot of overtime, and they they went sleepies before Jeffrey Epstein's death and then uh, tried to dummy up the logs to make it look like they had been uh, conducting bed checks every 30 minutes as required. A check of the surveillance cameras in the hallways outside revealed that that didn't happen. And, uh, of course, you know, I I mentioned yesterday that uh, it was Epstein's own attorneys that uh, were arguing to have him removed from suicide watch after he had had a uh, recent incident that was either an attempted suicide or an attack and possibly attempted murder by his, uh, his cellmate at the time. His attorneys are saying that Epstein was saying that it was the latter, that it was a, an attack. And that cellmate at the time was a killer cop from uh, upstate New York, worked in a suburban um, upstate New York police department that was engaged in a criminal activity himself and is being held on charges of uh, uh, four murders. Now, why would you take the most valuable, highest profile uh, defendant in your system like Jeffrey Epstein, who had uh, just a ton of dirt to share? Why would you put him in the jail cell with a a hardened murderer (laughs) you didn't you didn't have any white collar criminals you could have put him in uh, with that maybe he might have been more safe but anyway after that previous um incident they transferred this uh killer cop out of the cell uh epstein's cell and moved him a few a few cells down and they say that um, they've interviewed this guy and that he he heard nothing during the night that apparently Epstein just died uh, uh, quietly and that uh, there was no uh, no unusual sounds this is going contrary to what many of the other inmates are saying is they heard shrieking and screaming from Epstein's cell all of these things just continue to uh, not add up. And despite the fact that the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of the network and uh, left-wing cable TV outlets are smearing anybody who is uh, not buying the official story, I continue to believe that uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, was uh, was silenced because dead men tell no tales, and none other than uh, Rudy Giuliani is inclined to believe me. Have you ever been to this facility where this all went yeah, down? I watched it being built. Jeff. Really? So was, how could this happen? I was an assistant U.S. attorney when they built it. I was the U.S. attorney who occupied the building next to it. It's connected to the U.S. attorney's office. So when we moved, I watched it being built, and when I was there, I had a window that looked right into the MCC, and I've been in it probably... 20 times as a prosecutor and as a defense lawyer. Well, I wish somebody so I probably inter- thought they were looking at a window to see what was going on I know, I know the floor they're talking about. And um, 
I don't like conspiracy theories. I don't think we should engage them yet because we need to know the facts. But the whole thing is is completely uh, incredible to me. And I just spent um, the night having dinner with two corrections officials who know that in place as intimately as I do, and they can't figure out how this could possibly have happened. How you could let a guy who's the most high-risk prisoner in the facility who could be killed for several reasons. He could kill himself. Right. Prisoners could kill him because they don't like perverts, alleged perverts. Right. And they don't like people who might cooperate, which he seemed like he might be a guy. Finally, there could be people from the outside who would reach the people on the inside to kill him. So he had three reasons why this guy should be protected. He was virtually unprotected. So the irregularities are fueling the conspiracy theories yeah, because now strange, there's a report. I'm not sure they're true. I'm well, sure. right. I mean, there's a report that all some of the records are being fudged. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Right. I mean, but do you suspect there could have been foul play? So if I were investigating it, I'd have to indulge all those theories. Right. I'd, I'd, right. Have, I'd have to consider he committed suicide or they were negligent or they were complicit. Or prisoners came in and killed him, but they didn't really care whether that happened. So, so I don't know which of those four possibilities exist. Yeah, and it just might be that uh, some of these billionaires around the world that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was supplying with underage sex partners may have decided that uh, they, they could not tolerate this, and they reached inside that correctional facility in the Southern District of New York and made sure that Jeffrey Epstein never told what he knew in order to uh, uh, keep himself from spending the rest of his life, his sorry, miserable existence in jail. we got to run out to a break. We'll be right back. Stick with us on Right Now. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Mojo. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. So... Chris Como was off the air last night. I was, I was going to tune over there and uh, and see what he had to say about his uh, his meltdown. Uh, but um, 
he he wasn't on the air. I don't know if he was on a regularly scheduled vacation, like maybe Tucker Carlson is supposed to uh, be on, or if uh, if you know they uh, they made him scarce so that he wouldn't have to address this ridiculous situation that they that he was captured on video saying that uh, being called Fredo was like the N-word and threatening to throw someone who, uh, you know, insulted him uh, down the stairs. <laughs> it was an interesting take on it. Um, this guy, oh, where is it? I hate when I can't find clips. Anyway, I, I won't find it. Um, There's a guy on one of the sports talk stations and, and, and pointed out, obvious that chris como uh you know has has uh beefed up quite a bit spends a lot of time in the gym and uh looks unnaturally large compared to what he used to look like and this uh, latest episode has all the earmarks of roid rage but um you know what really amazes me about this whole thing is how these Fox News celebrities came out and defended Chris Como and Sean Hannity, you know, and uh, Geraldo Rivera, and even some of the uh, talking heads over at the five, you know, kept pointing out that oh, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't do this. And I get I guess you got to understand because they're in the same situation as Como, but it's not like somebody started screaming racist at him or or, um, you know, chanting or running him out of the restaurant. Some guy just uh, called him Fredo. It's an insult. It's a very apt insult. I can understand why he was insulted by it. Hannity was on there, and here's what he had to say. Last night on Twitter, I defended Cuomo. He did not start this because I don't support harassment of any public figure. Well, I don't either. But I don't remember Chris Cuomo coming to Sarah Sanders' defense when they... uh ask her to leave that restaurant i don't remember chris como saying anything against his uh his precious antifa when they ran Kristen nielsen and uh, stephen miller out of restaurants uh who was the other uh oh yeah um, ted cruz was harassed by antifa and run out of a restaurant you never heard chris como object to that Chris Como feeds right into their their whole uh, bogus narrative, and 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 Chris Como sits there on a set night after night as he brings these guests on that call Fox News and Fox News hosts white nationalists and racists and all sorts of other things, and uh, and the president uh, came on um, Twitter and said, you know, defending this guy is dumb. This is what we always do, and it's why, you know, the Republicans uh, continue to lose because uh, Republicans try to protect their, you know, their precious uh, principles while Chris Como and the, these other left-wing nuts, they play to win. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not for insulting or uh, celebrities or running them out of uh, places, but I'm not going to come to Chris Como's defense. He's getting exactly what he's he deserved. He's reaping what he sowed. He had the vice president. Now now right now, Tucker Carlson is apparently 
been suspended for suggesting that there may be problems more pressing in this country than a handful of white nationalists. At the same time, the vice president and spokesman for CNN named Matt Dornick releases a, uh, a, a statement right after Como's meltdown saying he just defended himself when he was verbally attacked with the use of an ethnic slur in an orchestrated setup. And we support him completely. So this is the vice president of CNN saying that Fredo is an ethnic slur. Well, they never had any objection to the term when Ann Navarro and others were on Chris Como's show using that very uh, term. Uh, Daddy kept Fredo back home. So who cares what Donald Trump Jr. says? Yeah. And so so. Fredo Como sits there all these times and allows that word, but all of a sudden last night when when all this uh, goes down, Como decides, oh, you can't use that word. That's uh, that's just like the N word. It's a um, ethnic slur. Mm-mm. Where is this? Here we go. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. You're my Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? It's an insult to your people. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N-word for us. It's like, is that a cool thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, my name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor. I love that. You're a much more reasonable person, uh, uh, man in person than you seem on television <laughs> that was the classic troll of all time that's what really sent him off but uh como's got a a, a a long history of invoking the n-word he he it wasn't that long ago that he was saying uh this when donald trump was accusing cnn of fake news i see being called fake news as the equivalent of the n-word for journalists the equivalent of calling an italian uh, any of the ugly words that people have uh, for that ethnicity that's what fake news is to a journalist it is an ugly insult and you better be right if you're going to charge a journalist with lying on per- no <laughs> no fredo is not an ethnic slur it's not the equivalent of the n-word it's pretty much been uh, debunked now nobody's buying that bull and everybody's thinking what is responsible for this more than likely is roid rage the idea that that uh, calling i look there are slurs for italians mm-hmm. and, and we most of us know what they are one of them is not fredo mm-hmm. i'm i'm fairly expert on the movies uh, the godfather movies um calling someone uh, fredo is an insult you're you're calling them stupid you're calling right. them incompetent you're calling them bumbling and certainly all those terms apply to chris cuomo i think he's demonstrated that uh, again Oh, my God. Man, oh, man. He's off the air. I was really looking forward to it. I, I, I dipped a toe into CNN over there, you know, looking for his show. 
And if you haven't uh, checked that out in a long time, oh my God, that is uh, that is like the waiting room in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Each and every story, one after another, is uh, over-the-top Trump-hating. It's something to watch. You can see how the anchors over there may have driven themselves crazy with with all of this one just focusing 24-7 on Donald Trump and all this negativity. You had um, Don Lemon, who is now being sued for... Um, sexual harassment of a man in a bar so that might have something to do with this too we got to run out to a break stick with us we'll be right back after two messages on right now I've been working at Santa's Workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're back on Right Now, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective on the Mojo 5 radio network. So two illegal aliens have been charged in Maryland with repeatedly raping an 11-year-old girl. They, uh, she was a middle school girl. And these two illegal aliens, one who had a, uh, a final order of deportation and one who had been previously deported and re-entered illegally, have been arrested for abusing and stealing the innocence of this uh, poor little girl. And this is a story that I searched in vain in the, uh, the big newspapers and on the uh, news shows, the same news outlets that were playing this 11-year-old girl from Mississippi last week who was sobbing while she was eating her pizza and chips because her parent had been arrested in that ice raid uh, on the uh, meat processing factories. They have no interest at all and this poor little girl that uh, was repeatedly raped by these illegal aliens. This is, uh, this is what I continually try to emphasize. Fake news is not just about reporting facts wrong. It is also about what you choose to cover and what you choose not to cover. And they'll continue to hit you with these sob stories of these poor uh, illegal aliens, you know, being uh, uncomfortable or... Uh, inconvenienced 
while at the same time they turn a blind eye to over 4,000 murders that are committed each year in this country because of illegal immigrants, because of these sanctuary cities, because of our failure to secure the border. They show no interest at all. The same exact outlets that were showing us last week this uh, this 11-year-old girl that was uh, crying because her dad had been arrested. He was quickly released on humanitarian grounds. She was drinking a soda and eating pizza and had a bag of chips. We were, you know, it was uh, pushed in our faces if we ought to feel guilty because the law was being enforced. And now these same, very same outlets have no interest at all in the horrible violence that was done to this 11-year-old girl by these two illegal aliens. There's a, a one, I can't, his name is Rodney Scott. He is a, one of the a Border Patrol agents that does very, in a high-ranking position down on the border. And uh, he delivered some good news the other night on uh, the, I think it was on Brett Bear's show, that uh, we now have 57 miles of new border fencing. And uh, and just as recently as last week, they added another 14 miles. If they're able to add 14 miles in a week, the president's uh, invocation of this emergency um, to free up money will uh, have a substantial effect prior to the 2020 election. And he, he will, in fact, be able to overcome the transigence of Congress and the obstruction of these leftist uh, courts and start making some real progress on securing the border. As a young agent, I was watching 10 people get away for every person we caught. Hundreds of thousands, millions of people getting in. And you walk up and down this border now, it feels secure. 57 miles of new border barrier, 14 miles completed just last week, stretching from the Pacific Ocean east, according to CBP, and there is more to come. This infrastructure freed up 150 agents every 24 hours to be shifted into more remote areas. The fence doesn't stop everyone, but it does buy agents time. These two men found a hole in the secondary fence, but ran back when they saw Border Patrol. However, unable to scale the primary fence without a ladder, they're apprehended in between. A major section of barrier along the... This whole notion uh, that uh, fences don't don't work, that they're a medieval answer to a 21st century problem is just such a bunch of hokum. A, a roof over your head is a, a medieval invention, yes, but it's, uh, it actually is uh, what's required in order to keep the rain from falling on your head. And this uh, this fencing that they are putting in at strategic points on the border is uh is absolutely what's what's been needed and uh if we could get enough fencing up uh to allow um more agents to be transferred into other areas and to take on other duties we could possibly start working down this backlog of illegal aliens that uh you know we have been processing for so long and uh, that has acted as a magnet to uh, Central American migrants that uh, know if they can just get here, that it'll be years and years before their case would be heard. 
Well, James O'Keefe over there at Project Veritas has at it again, and he has broke, uh, busted the lid off of a whistleblower uh, over there at Google who has stepped forward to say that, yes, he's, he's actually stepping forward to say it's something that we already all, all already knew, and that is, yes, Google is manipulating its algorithm, it's manipulating its search, it's manipulating its rankings on YouTube in order to try to affect the 2020 election. And um, this guy had uh, released some documents to Project Veritas last week anonymously, and he was uh, he was outed. They figured out who he was pretty quickly and, uh, and doxed him online. And, uh, well, I'm going to let you listen to extended clips of this guy. Um, his name is Zachary Voorhees. He decided to go public after Google let him know that they knew who he was that was releasing this information anonymously. And now he's stepped forward and um, he is blowing the whistle on exactly what's going on over there at Google. It's like burden for three years since 2016 when they started changing everything. And, you know, and and to have that burden lifted off of my soul is I've never felt happier or, you know, more more at peace with myself than I have like right now. There's a video now of him being arrested by the San Francisco Police Department when Google called the, the, police, the police on him. didn't announce themselves. I decided that I'm just not going to talk to them. So why are the police outside your home in San Francisco? And so what I did is I put out a dead man switch. People are like, well, you're brave. It's like when I'm coming and, and explaining what Google was doing, this is an act of atonement. Okay, to make my conscience clear. They're not an objective piece. They're not an objective source of information. They are a highly biased political machine um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. The Google whistleblower has come out of the shadows, this time releasing a large cache of remarkable confidential Google documents that expose Google's political bias and a scary progressive social agenda. My name is Zach Voorhees, and I was an employee at Google for eight years. And the reason why I collected these documents was because I saw something dark and nefarious going on with the company. I felt that our entire election system was going to be compromised forever uh, by this company that told the American public that it was not going to do any evil. And I saw that they were making really quick moves, not only in the documents, but also in the internal speeches that the executives were giving to the company that they were intending to do that. They were intending to sculpt the information landscape so that they could create their own version of what was objectively true. Now, anybody who has uh, done research trying to find out information on what's going on on the left and has used Google in order to do that has recognized this uh, this massive change that has taken place since 2016 that Mr. Voris uh, refers to. If you, uh, if you search uh, just about anything, you will get a flood of page after page of negative information on Donald Trump. Even if you search 
um, you know, his successes. If you search Donald Trump tax cut, you will get page after page of how this tax cut is just going to the rich and it's not benefiting, um, you know, everyday people. When in fact, you know, by the, the data that that is objectively false. And I can tell you that, um, you know, my postings on YouTube are consistently uh, downranked. And we've been knowing this was going on. We, we actually had uh, Project Veritas release uh, recordings from inside uh, Google meetings after the election where they were just melting down saying, you know, unable to understand how this could have happened and saying that they were going to mobilize in order to keep it from happening again. So we're going to get back into um, this uh, this interview with James O'Keefe and Zachary Voorhees about what's going on o- over there at Google. We're going to run out for a quick break, and we'll be right back. Mojo. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. Oh, no. It was June 24th. Project Veritas released an investigation that included an interview in the shadows with Google insider Zach Voorhees. Within days, it seems, Google was on to him. What happened since you and I last spoke? Uh, There's a lot of stuff that happened since you and I last spoke. Um, I went back to San Francisco and I laid low. And uh, then out of the blue... I got a letter from Google um, indicating that they knew what I had done. And that letter contained uh, several demands, six of them in fact, uh, asking me uh, whether I retained documents, asking me to list the people that I had given the documents to, and uh, requesting access to all of the data, all of my Uh, all of my personal data, my laptop, my backup hard drives, in order for them to come in and start scrubbing all of it. So we have the letter in front of us, and I have a copy of it here. This letter does make a few demands. It asks you to cease and desist. It asks you to comply 
by a certain date, no later than Friday, July 26th. Did you? Uh, I did. I did comply. And I complied honestly. What did you do? Uh, what I told Google was that, yes, I had retained some of their files. And um, I told them that, yes, I had sent it out. And I told them truthfully that I had um, sent their files to law enforcement. Uh, what law enforcement agency did you send it to? The law enforcement agency that I sent it to was the Department of Justice Antitrust Division under Attorney General William Barr. Well, they're not going to want to hear that because Sergey Brin, the CEO over there, there at Google, has gone up on Capitol Hill and testified that, in fact, they are not manipulating their algorithms, that they are not uh, engaged in pushing a, a particular agenda from the left. And, um, and in fact, uh, Sergey Brin is going to have to claim that he knew nothing about what was going on or he's subject to be charged with uh, perjury to Congress. But according to Zach, Google's attacks on him had only just begun. A Twitter troll outed him as the leaker, saying, By the way, Zach, shouldn't you remove well-employed tech geek from your bio, Mr. Leaker? Hmm. So who do you think one snowflake is? Well, I had my suspicions that it might be an insider from Google since that information that he posted wasn't public. After I realized that Google knew who I was, um, I started going to uh, lawyers and attorneys and trying to figure out like um, what Google's likely next step was going to be. And uh, both attorneys that I talked to both said, this is the first step in having your life ruined. They're going to come after you. And so I realized that this is what was coming to me. So what I want to let them know is, you know, um, you know, look, I've, yeah, I've got your data. Yeah. And so what I did is I put out a dead man switch so that in case they were going to either try to destroy my life through the legal system or that they were trying to just, you know, off me because, you know, I'm exposing their a really big thing, how they are tampering with elections. Um, I wanted to let them know that, hey, look, if something were to happen with me, then these documents are going to be released immediately. And what is a dead man switch for those who aren't familiar with that? So a dead man switch is something that people that have um, information about a corporation or somebody else, uh, and they're concerned about their personal safety and possibly their life. So a dead man switch is something that people that have um, information about a corporation or somebody else uh, and they're concerned about their personal safety and possibly their life. And what they do is that they let that entity know that in the case that they get offed, that uh, the information will be released to the public. Mm -hmm. And so I set up a dead man switch to trigger in the case that I was killed or assassinated. And so um, I let them know that I was willing to do that um, and uh, to protect myself. The next day, uh, the police uh, began looking for me in two different locations. So Google decided to do a wellness check. And from what I've understood from other uh, attorneys is that they're trying to establish that I've got uh, some sort of mental problem in order to make their case easier. And So uh, the video that goes with this shows San Francisco Police. They're not conducting a wellness check. What they're doing is they're arresting this guy in the street. They've uh, they've got him putting his hands up and walking backwards toward him. Um, 
you know, perhaps it uh, is out of an abundance of caution or perhaps it's uh, based on, you know, uh, the, the way Google described uh, his frame of mind. But uh, this is definitely not uh, what you would normally consider a wellness check, probably using that um, that term. Oh, Google's uh, listening to me now on the phone. Um, but um, that's not normally what you would consider a wellness check per se. And this is a, a, a large way in which they intimidate uh, their employees that go rogue on the company. San Francisco police confirmed to Project Veritas that they did indeed receive a, quote, mental health call, unquote, and responded to Zach's address on that day. Are you worried about your safety? I was because, you know, I, because the documents hadn't been released yet, the value of taking me off the chessboard was really high. Um, And the expense of, you know, taking me down, in which I wasn't well known, um, was very low. Uh, if nobody knows who somebody is, then if they take them off, then it's a conspiracy theory that the real reason was because of some nefarious cause. And so what I realized is that I needed to both increase the expense that Google would take to, to, to do something bad and also reduce the value of that successful operation. And so I decided that the best way to reduce the return on investment was to um, come public release all the documents, and get the target off of my back. And that's exactly what um, Voorhees did. Uh, He released a whole bunch of documents, and um, Project Veritas has got them in a trove. Uh, They cover censorship, fake news, leadership training, politics, their hiring practices, machine learning and fairness, psychological research, and music and video. It's something that uh, is going to keep uh, people who are looking to expose uh, the tech titans' death grip on our political processes um, busy for months to come. And this guy is a true patriot. Um, he, you can listen to him and tell that he has rattled badly and that he is, uh, has been under a lot of stress. But at the same time, the, uh, these documents that he has released go directly uh, contrary to what Google has been telling uh, congressional investigators that have been trying to get to the bottom of, uh, you know, what exactly is going on over there at Google. Now, Google has, uh, is probably one of the uh, biggest corporations in the history of the world. They have fairly unlimited resources, so... Whether or not anything can actually be done in Congress, which is corporate-occupied territory, um, is a real question. But um, just exposing the fact that Google is, in fact, manipulating its algorithms for a political end uh, will have a powerful impact on, uh, on people that are using their products, including me. Uh, there are, at this point, other options. Um, and I don't know, you know, if any of them are objective and, uh, in fact, just uh, use algorithms based on relevancy and, um, 
and popularity and the other uh, things that used to be based on, or if they too have imposed, uh, you know, political agendas. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, Project Veritas, once again, has proven that they are a huge uh, ally in the search for truth. So while over the New York Times and the Washington Post are giving themselves Pulitzer Prizes and patting each other on the back of, you know, how great they are in their new resistance journalism, the actual uh, load of actually exposing real news is being carried by James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. And I would encourage you to go to their website. It's at projectveritas.com. That's Project V-E-R itas.com and support their work because really at this point uh, the only way you're going to get uh, uh, real news is by supporting these alternative media outlets like right now with Jim Dawes by the way so yesterday Ken Cuccinelli um, made an announcement Uh, well no I'm not going to cover that Uh, I think we've already gone over that story on yesterday's show Stacey Abrams has become uh, the new darling of the Democrat Party. Uh, They have determined that she is going to take the lead on their uh, strategy to to engage in voter fraud by accusing the Republicans of engaging in voter suppression. (laughs) I'll run that by you again because uh, you might have to take a second to wrap your mind around it, but it's exactly what the Democrats are doing. Uh, They have a strategy to uh, continue to engage in voter fraud by accusing any attempts to crack down on their voter fraud as Republican voter suppression. And, uh, and you know that they're doing this because they steadfastly refuse to implement voter ID in any place it is implemented they sue to overturn it. So if somebody's telling you that they're interested in protecting uh, the uh, right to vote and the franchise, and they're at the same time telling you that they are opposed to voter ID, you know they're full of it. But here is uh, Stacey Abrams appearing on CNN uh, telling you what she's up to. We know that we also face foreign influence that is being denied by the White House, by the would-be tin-pot dictator of Donald Trump, but also that Moscow Mitch is stopping voter rights legislation and election security legislation. But we also know that they just lifted a consent decree that's kept Republicans and the RNC from going into local communities and intimidating voters by having off-duty officers tell people that they're monitoring their votes for the... So you see what she's doing there? She's saying that anybody, any Republican effort to go in and monitor the polls, which is a time-honored practice in this country, is voter suppression. Because just their very presence at the polls is somehow keeping these wilting um, Democrat voters from showing up. If you believe that, um, well, Stacey Abrams may be your candidate first time since 1981 the rnc will be allowed to cheat and lie and go into polling places and scare voters particularly voters of color 
Fair Fight 2020 is designed to anticipate all of those challenges, but not just worry about them, work against them. And that's what we learned from 2018. We cannot wait for the cavalry to come. We have to be the army and we have to stand up. So you see what they're doing there. We're saying we have to um, uh, defeat Republican voter suppression by opposing any attempts that the Republicans have on protecting the ballot boxes. Pretty neat little trick. Stacey Abrams probably put to use her Harvard uh, uh, degree uh, to come up with that. But I've got a clip for you here. This is Stacey Abrams when she was running for governor of Georgia this last time, a, a race that she still steadfastly refuses to admit that she lost by over 50,000 votes. But this was uh, when she was campaigning down in Clayton County, Georgia. We know that we also face foreign influence that is being. Oh, that's not the clip. Where is it? Here we go. But the thing of it is, the blue wave is African-American. It's white. It's Latino. It's Asian Pacific Islander. It is disabled. It is differently abled. It is LGBTQ. It is law enforcement. It is veterans. It is made up of those who've been told that they are not worthy of being here. It is comprised of those who are documented and undocumented. Wait, what was that last part? It is comprised of those who are documented and undocumented. Documented and undocumented. So, you know, we hear a lot about these dog whistles. That's that's a pretty blatant dog whistle right there. She's saying that she wants people that are undocumented uh, to vote. And they are voting in uh, huge numbers. At the same time, she took on this job that's probably being funded by George Soros. She uh, announced that uh, she has made the decision finally that she won't run for president in 2020. Well, surprise, surprise. But she has also said that she would be honored to be the vice presidential pick. I guess she would. Well, that's about it for today's show. I want to thank you for joining us. We'll, uh, we'll have more on this Project Veritas story as it develops on the, uh, on the show. And I want to invite you back for that so right here on right now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.